And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Welcome in to another rainy day here on uh, this uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. What's happening out there? This is uh, Travis Sparks alongside Eric Fry, and we're here uh, live on ESPN Radio today. And uh, uh, we got a good show uh, lined up for you, as always, of course. Here we don't have much local sports to uh, recap from last night because, well, there wasn't really any. So, uh, we'll get the schedule for you today and get you set up for that, including the NTC tournament uh, tipping off there in Altamont tonight and uh, other conference tournaments continuing on this evening as well. So we'll be sure to uh, cover that here. And also, uh, of course, we uh, talked a little bit about college basketball there yesterday, but we didn't get dive deep into the Illini. So uh, that's what we're doing here today and their win against the Rutgers. And so we'll be hitting up on that. And we'll also be hitting up on other basketball action there from the NBA from last night. A couple of high-scoring performances in the association last night. And the Bulls were in action uh, but fell late uh, on the West Coast there in Gigs Phoenix. So (laughs) we'll hit up on that as well. And uh, we'll potentially be hitting up on uh, some uh, football news and uh, notes as well as uh, interesting uh, eyeballs, even though uh, I think it's a little bit too early to be uh, hitting up on uh, this. And, you know, everyone knows my favorite topic in the NFL is drafts. But uh, the first mock draft for Mel Kuyper Jr. uh, came out there the other day. And uh, interesting pick he has for the uh, Chicago Bears. So mm. uh, we'll hit up on that as well and uh, see whatever else we can uh, come up with here on the uh, Trustful Show. And if we don't get to everything, we'll get to everything in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion there. And you know where to find that, your favorite podcasting platforms, as well as the website, fmradio.com. All right, uh, so uh, here we go. we got a lot to uh, get into here. I think I've stalled long enough for the computer to uh, cooperate with me as uh, the war between Travis and the computers here rages on here on this uh, Tuesday. It must be the rain or uh, something still working out all the uh, kinks being unthawed potentially as well. But I've stalled long enough, so here we go. Let's jump right into the show and uh, let's hit it up with a uh, segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in the NBA from last night. I said that we had a couple of high-scoring performances, including one there in Philadelphia as it was a matchup between the 76ers and the Spurs. Joel Embiid going against Victor Wimbiyama, and Joel put on a record-breaking performance there, a new career high for him. He dropped a 70-burger, 70 points for Joel Embiid. There last night in the win over the Spurs, 133-123 was the final, but got 70 from the big fella, Joel Embiid. And we just talked about on uh, this day in sports history yeah. about uh, Kobe dropping 81 yep. and 
Uh, Joel Embiid goes off and drops 70 last night. Well, not just Embiid, Travis, but, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns as well, 62. Oh, yes. oh, but I'm lumping them together because it's the fourth day in NBA history that multiple players scored 60, and the first since 1978. Hmm. That's wow. a long time. And as you yeah. mentioned, Embiid setting a franchise record. They both did, but Embiid setting a franchise record. And you think about you know that franchise and players who played for the 76ers, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he scored 24 of his 70 in the first quarter. Those are the most by a 76ers player in the first quarter in the play-by-play era. Embiid now holds the 76ers high mark for points in each quarter of the play-by-play era. Hmm. And what I find uh, fascinating is that he took 41 uh, shots from the field, but he only took two three-pointers. I know he's a center uh, step out there from yep. time to time, but... Uh, you know, that's the the thing today, the mm-hmm. three-pointers. But he only made one of them, uh, one for two there. So most of them uh, came uh, elsewhere and at the free throw line, of course, as well. Yes, and with that, uh, Embiid became the first player, Travis, in NBA history with 70 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists in a game. He also had the fewest minutes played in a 70-point game. He only played 36 minutes mm. to get 70. Third center in NBA history with a 70-point game, joining Wilt and David Robinson. Third player in NBA history with 70 points, 15 rebounds, joining Wilt and Elgin Baylor. And the most points versus the Spurs franchise that broke a prior high that was 61 by James Harden. Right, yeah, and that's also the 76ers franchise record there set by Wilt Chamberlain. Yep. Back in a 67, and he scored a 68 points mm-hmm. uh, back then. And uh, Wilt was a part of the Warriors organization when he scored a 100. So, uh, franchise record there for the 76ers. Yep. Uh, was 68 until last night, until Joel's layup uh, got him to 70. Mm-hmm. So, 24 or 41 field goals. And he said that I was actually mad at myself because I missed a lot of easy shots. Uh, that he's been making all season, he said. Yep. So, And even though Embiid's going to get all the talk, as rightly he should, Travis, don't forget Victor Wembanyama in that game. 33 points, 10 of 19 shooting, the second highest scoring total of his career and his fourth 30-point game overall. However, uh, 25 of Embiid's 70 shots came uh, across from Wemby. So not a very yeah. good uh, defensive performance from Victor Wembanyama. Right, yeah, and it was the first matchup uh, between uh, Victor and uh, Joel and uh, uh, Wemby's young mm-hmm. career there. And this, of course, the newest season high for the NBA. Giannis scored uh, 64 points earlier this season, but now uh, Joel Embiid improving on that and put a 77-0 on the board for the new uh, season high for the NBA this season. And uh, like you uh, mentioned there, I was Carl uh, Anthony Towns as well, having himself a career night as well. 62 points for a big cat, but he did it in a loss against yeah. the uh, Hornets, 128 to a 125. And uh, Cat was 62, but team didn't get it done. Nope. Nope, he got it. He got it done. Travis set the record for most points in the first half in the play-by-play era. Forty-four points in the first half broke Kobe Bryant's record from '03 uh, when he put up 42 against Washington. But yeah, that's uh, that. Cat, uh, you know, became the uh, the end of the third. He was up to 58 points. He made the jump shot early in the fourth to make his second career 60-point game. Coming on to the seventh player in NBA history with multiple 60-point games. He's also the first former number one overall pick with two-plus 60-point games. Um, but, yeah, his production kind of shot off in that fourth quarter, Travis. He shot two of ten in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it went down. It could have been higher, but mm-hmm. uh, just couldn't do enough. And the Hornets came back, made their run, and uh, the Hornets had a 15-point deficit ending in the fourth quarter. Their largest overcome, over, overcome in a win since December 2021 when they beat the Nuggets after trailing by 17. Um, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges both had uh, their third straight game of 20-plus points, and LaMelo Ball also had a season high in 13 assists. So mm, LaMelo. Uh, LaMelo, that's what I said. I always forgot he plays for the Hornets. Yep. They're only a 10 and 31 on the season. But they ruined Cat's big night. They did, and uh, he becomes the 21st time in NBA history that a player scored 60 or more points in a loss. Mm. So uh, Cat joins that company 
there. Not quite company you want to have. No, no, definitely not. But, I mean, it was right there to potentially have more, but only four points in that poor shooting performance in the final quarter. By the way, players with multiple 60-point games. So, Cat now has two. Elgin Baylor has three 60-point games. Uh, James Harden with four. Michael Jordan with four. Dame Lillard has five 60-point games. Kobe Bryant, six 60-point games. Wilt Chamberlain, 32 60-point games. <laughs> wow. Like, it's nothing for him. 32. Yeah. Is anyone ever going to break that record? Wow. No. <laughs> no. That's pretty Not until we get a five-point shot in the league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, uh, definitely a hard accomplishment to beat. Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, But, yeah, third day uh, since the NBA-ABA merger in the 76-77 season that multiple franchises saw their single-game scoring record matched or broken. Uh, previous instance, Travis, you got to go back to 1978 when George Gervin set the Spurs franchise record with 63 points and David Thompson set the Nuggets franchise record with 73 points. Mm. Yeah. So, there you go. So that was a uh, big night for uh, the big sinners, Embiid mm-hmm. and Cat. There, but one got it in a win, one got it in the loss. Uh, there, and also it's appropriate to mention the Hornets because this morning they actually made a move as yep. they've uh, traded away a player, Terry Rozier, as he's going to the uh, Miami Heat. Yep, for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's right. going to Charlotte. So, yep. sorry. 2027 first round pick. You go from the Miami Heat to the Hornets. Mm-hmm. 10-31. Yep. Good luck. I, I have to wonder. Um, obviously, they're going to work to move Lowry, Will, uh, the Hornets. They're going to try and move him, either him out or trade him somewhere else. They're just wanting the draft picks. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, I mean, they already got uh, ball, so yep. they're good there. Yeah, and Brandon Park. Miller, the rookie. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about him. So they're trying to get some young players. Mm. Gotcha. So uh, that was apparently enough for a breaking news in the middle of a first take oh. uh, this morning that Terry Rozier going to the Heat. Okay, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, slow. I mean, no offense to Terry Rozier, but mm, yeah. he's not that great. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I was breaking news worthy, but that's what they did. Must have been a slow Slow Tuesday. Well, obviously, considering who they had on there, Travis, first it take. was a slow day. I mean, yeah, 40 minutes yep. of the Rock yep. patting himself on the back. That's right. Owning the name Rock now, mm-hmm. apparently, and becoming a board member as well. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's getting off topic. Uh, the elsewhere in the uh, NBA, uh, Giannis had a, a triple-double there. He had 31 points, 17 boards, 10 assists as the Bucks beat the Lonely Pistons 122-113. to Pistons now 4-39 on the season. Uh, the Cavs uh, over the Magic 126-99. Donovan Mitchell goes for a 25 there, the Grizzlies 108 to 100 against the Raptors. Uh, the Celtics 119 over the Mavericks 110. So Luca versus Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum gets the best of that, even though Luca did go for a triple double, 33 points, 18 rebounds for Luca, and a 13 assists for him. And uh, Tatum 39 points and 11 rebounds, and gets the last laugh by winning on the scoreboard. As well, uh, the Kings got the win against the Hawks, 122 to 107, 21 rebounds for Sabonis last night, and uh, Murray. He's been in some uh, trade talks mm-hmm. there with the Hawks. He went for 35, and then, like I mentioned as well, the Bulls fall late in Phoenix, 115 to 113. Was the final? Yeah, KD forty three. Bulls were up sixty six forty nine at the end of the first half. Travis it was the largest lead after a half this season for the Bulls. Stretched out to twenty three midway through the third, but mm, got outdone. Man, that's so frustrating. Mm. For Phoenix, it, the twenty three point comeback, second win this next time. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. They did that last week, too. Yep, against the Kings. Mm-hmm. So, he's the only player in his NBA history 35 or older to record consecutive 40-point games. Mm. And Durant is the only one of the three to do it on consecutive days. Mm. 
Durant has now recorded consecutive 40-point games at least once for every franchise he's played for. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's played for a few of them. Yep, his most, uh, 43, his most in a game since joining the Suns. Hmm. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Durant, 43, but Beal, 18, Booker with 16, so. Yep. Durant, go ahead, jumper, 1.1 seconds left. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. Alex Caruso, trade you off to L.A. (laughs) Back to L.A. Couldn't make the block. Back to L.A. for you. By the way, Travis came out, uh, reports the Bulls will not be trading Zach Levine at the trade deadline. Ooh, not trading. Yeah, that's what it's mm-hmm. looking like. Well, uh, that's unfortunate. Very much so. <laughs> so I have to you know, ride it out for the end of the season. I guess so. And then is he done after this year? Uh, so. We'll wait for the future there, but the future is not going to come until at least next year, it appears. All right, uh, so here in uh, the Association of Four tonight on the uh, national networks, you got the Battle for New York, the Knicks in uh, Brooklyn to take on uh, the uh, Nets. Four-and-a-half-point favorites are the Knicks and the Battle for L.A. It's the Lakers-Clippers. Oh, nice. Clippers favored by nine-and-a-half on a TNT this evening. Other matchups, you got uh, the Nuggets in Indy to take on the Pacers, Jazz in New Orleans to take on the uh, Pelicans, and the uh, Trailblazers against the uh, Thunder as well. 13.5 point favorites, OKC. A big margin there mm-hmm. over Portland, but uh, we'll see what happens uh, there in uh, the uh, NBA tonight, and we'll see if uh, Jokic could score 60 plus. Or anybody else could potentially Zion. Yeah. He's in action. Potentially. If he doesn't get hurt. LeBron. A D. I don't know, Travis, for Zion to get sixty points, that's a lot of dunks. He'd have to dunk it <laughs> yeah. thirty times. He would. <laughs> it would have to be like a dunk contest out mm-hmm. there. And we know he doesn't participate yep. in that. No, no, of course not. No superstars do. So uh, we'll uh, see if we get any uh, good performances uh, tonight, and we'll talk about it on uh, tomorrow's uh, program. Uh, but right now, we'll uh, step away and we'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports, and we'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports and tell you about the uh, schedule for this evening that's on tap. So we'll talk about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder, metamorphosis. Help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Illini fans, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium for the 2024 Fighting Illini football season. Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now. And Illini fans who renew their season tickets by February 1st are eligible to win amazing prizes, memorabilia, and experiences. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th against Michigan. Visit FightingIllini.com for more information. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's a nice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And now, I mean, I didn't have the hate for Ohio State that I do now. 
Ohio State, Indiana, Wisconsin are all dead to me. Michigan? The starting lineup. I'm okay with Michigan over those three. On 98-9, the game. Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio State are the three worst Big Ten schools. Can't believe you left out Michigan. In to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98 on the game ESPN radio and uh, let's uh, take a look and let's just take a look at all of the uh, postponements uh, that were there from uh, last night uh, due to the uh, weather and uh, potential weather and the uh, school closings that happened uh, there uh, yesterday we did have some uh, postponements as uh, virtually everyone in the area uh, got pushed off to a, a later date and uh, North Clay and uh, Brownstown was actually uh, postponed until uh, tomorrow. Uh, Nioga and County Herd Beecher City, uh, South Central and uh, St. Anthony uh, got postponed as well. Uh, Muhammad Seymour and uh, Mount Zion, their girls basketball game got uh, postponed until uh, February uh, 7th. Uh, we had uh, St. Joe Ogden and uh, Mattoon postponed as well. Everyone in uh, the LPC got uh, postponed, and uh, the Newton-Marshall game was postponed until, uh, I believe that's on a Saturday. Yep, that's the 27th, and it's going to be a bright and early in the morning there in uh, Marshall for girls basketball. In uh, boys basketball, we had uh, changes to the National Trail Conference Tournament there in Altamont as uh, Cowden and uh, Nioga. Uh, they were supposed to uh, kick off the tournament last night, but that instead will happen uh, this evening. Little Line Conference Tournament, uh, that consolation bracket games have been pushed to uh, tomorrow. And uh, the uh, championship side is uh, still going on as planned uh, this evening that we'll tell you about here in a second and the junior high boys basketball games seventh grade regionals uh, got postponed Uh, the Martinsville uh, regional got postponed to today Uh, Sigel got postponed and uh, St. Anthony regionals got postponed to today the Topolis regional postponed until today Uh, the East St. Louis Lincoln regional was postponed until tomorrow and Taylorville regional uh, was rescheduled for today as well so uh, like I mentioned, to tell you about the National Trail Conference Tournament uh, that officially uh, gets underway uh, this evening. 88th annual NTC uh, tournament there in Altamont, one of the most anticipated weeks that we have around here and in the community for Altamont as well. Uh, the AC to Count Eric Beach City going up against the uh, 9 seed at Nioga this evening at uh, 5 o'clock will be the first of three. Let's play a three. Uh, today here to kick things off and uh, the uh, uh, Wednesday games were moved up to today as it will be uh, the uh, two-seed Altamont scoring off against the uh, seven-seed of Windsor's two straws following that first game at approximately 6:15, and of course we'll have coverage for you over on Jack FM before the Indians versus Hatchets and a day earlier and Altamont been a a little bit since they've stepped on the uh, floor mm-hmm. as they were uh, searching high and low for an opponent last Friday, uh, but had not one but two cancellations on them last week. So uh, it's been about 11 days uh, since they've seen the uh, court on a live game. So uh, they were banged up coming in. So uh, maybe that could potentially be good for the Indians to have a little bit of a rest. But I know they were itching to get on the floor at some point last week, just couldn't. Make it happen, uh, but it's going down uh, tonight. And these two teams have not matched up yet uh, this season. So uh, looking forward to seeing Winston's two straws for the first time mm-hmm. uh, tonight. And I'll be up against Altima this evening. And that uh, atmosphere, Travis, is always so amazing for the NTC tournament. Oh, yeah. Definitely a must, must see, must view. Come on down to Altima. Uh, there this evening, and then uh, the nightcap will be these three seed at Dietrich against the uh, six seed uh, South uh, Central, and uh, that game is at approximately seven to thirty 
to close out the night there mm-hmm. in Altamont. And so the, the games that were supposed to happen tonight will be happening tomorrow. And that's because uh, Cowden and Yoga, the winner of that one, will take on uh, St. Anthony uh, tomorrow in the first game of the day there. Uh, and also uh, St. Elmo and a North Clay tomorrow night mm-hmm. as well. Uh, elsewhere in other conference action, uh, we got uh, the uh, OPH is at FEM uh, Champagne Centennial hosting Charleston. Uh, Topolis makes the uh, trip to uh, Mount Zion, and Muhammad Seymour is at uh, Bloomington. We also got Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament action uh, tonight as well, and this is on uh, the winner side of things, uh, or at least the first two. Uh, number one seed Arcola against the uh, four seed Argenta at five o'clock. Three seed Okaw Valley against the two seed uh, Sullivan at six thirty. And then over in the Constellation side, uh, the eight seed of Cerro Gordo against the five seed of Blue Ridge closes out the day there in Arthur this evening. And in the Little Illini Conference Tournament tonight in Newton, the championship semifinals are on. The number one seed, Olney, against the five seed, KZ Westfield at a six o'clock tip. And the two seed, Lawrenceville, against the three seed, Newton, at a seven thirty. And I know that uh, both of these teams have faced off against each other uh, already uh, this season. I know Lawrenceville and Newton just had a good battle the other day. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Olney uh, won their matchup against uh, Casey earlier uh, this season as well. So yep. we'll see how tonight's shakeout in the tournament. And it's going to go to whoever's going to go to the championship. Uh Later on this evening, uh, Central Illinois Conference you got our Arthur Oka Valley or Arthur Oka Christian at Tuscola, Vandalia hosting Central A&M, uh, Hartsburg at Warrensburg, Latham and Shelbyville is at a Macon Meridian. Uh, we also got a Springfield Lutheran hosting a Carlinville, Pena at Sullivan, East Aldenwood River at Gillespie, Greenfield at Staunton, North Mac at West Central, Litchfield hosting uh, Springfield Calvary, and a Civic Memorial is at Hillsboro. We also have some girls basketball tonight as well, including the Lady Indians as they'll be in action and they'll be making the short little trip across the creek, as they say, to Topolis. That's who their opponent is tonight, the Wooden Shoes versus the Lady Indians uh, there. And we will still have coverage of uh, that game, even though we're going to have to move that game over to WCRA due to the boys now scheduled um, on the ATC. So. Uh, that game's going to be moved to WCRA, but no worries. Eric will be over there uh, tonight holding down coverage there in T-Town. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be my first trip to T-Town to do a game, so I'm looking forward to that. It's also senior night there for Totopolis, so it uh, should be a lot of emotion, a lot. You know, teams always play up for senior night, so uh, should be should be a good one there between Altamont and Totopolis uh, tonight. And, again, that game can be heard over on WCRA. Right, and uh, Altamont looking to uh, bounce back after uh, falling yep. into the uh, championship game in the ATC. So uh, we'll see how they uh, bounce back in. Topolis is 16-7 and seven, uh, overall entering mm-hmm. the uh, game, just coming off that consolation championship in Highland yep. uh, this okay, past weekend. Yep, so uh, WCRA is where that can be found tonight. Also in the girls' basketball, Mount Zion is at Muhammad Seymour, and Litchfield is hosting at Taylorville and due to the uh, boys' matchup mm-hmm. uh, there that's going to be played at the uh, middle school. I saw uh, Villa Grove hosting uh, Georgetown Ridge Farm and Mount Pulaski at Argenta, and Marshall is at OPH uh, there. In a junior high boys' basketball, like I mentioned, the seventh grade regionals uh, tonight in Martinsville. Uh, number one seed at Kansas against the four seed Martinsville at six o'clock. The two seed Danville Schlarman against the three seed Hume Shiloh at seven thirty. Sigel St. Michael Regional number one seed is Sigel St. Michael's against the four seed Mattoon St. John six thirty, and the two seed FEM Sager Hart against the three seed Newton St. Thomas at seven forty-five. In the 2A KZ Westfield Regional, the number one seed of Paris Crestwood against the four seed of KZ at six, and the two seed North Clay against the five Red Hill at 715. The 2A St. Anthony Regional, the number one seed St. Anthony against the five seed of Stu Straws at six o'clock, and the two seed South Central against the three seed of Cowden Herrick at 715. Uh, 3A Tuscola East Prairie Regional, number one seed of Sullivan against the four seed of Paris Mayo. 
6 o'clock, 2 seed at Tuscola East Prairie against the 3 seed Arthur. At 7.15, the 3A Tatopolis Regional, number one seed at Tatopolis against the 4 seed Jasper County at 6 o'clock. And the 2 seed at Lawrenceville Parkview against Robinson and Nettle at 7.15. And finally, in a Taylorville, the 4A Regional, number one seed Mount Zion against the 5 seed Charleston at 4.30. And the 2 seed at Taylorville against the 3 seed Mattoon at 5.45 this evening as well and we'll have all the coverage of the uh, lady indians and uh, indians from the ntc tournament and in t-town tonight and we'll have all the uh, results up on the website fmradio.com uh, later on and uh, tomorrow morning and we'll do a recap it all on uh, tomorrow's show all right uh, so we move along here and we move on to uh, some more basketball and we're talking about the illini and uh, the win against Rutgers there on a Sunday and the return of TSJ. And we'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Tatopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, We'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Turn off at heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare for Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department. Wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. If you've been injured in an accident that wasn't your fault, we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions. They'll tell you if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-378-4750. So if you've been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, call now. Find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-378-4750 to speak with a live person now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Tax Act can think of a million things more fun than filing taxes. Tax Act is going to name some now. Sitting in traffic. Folding a fitted bedsheet. Listening to your coworker talk about his fantasy team. Digging a hole. Digging an even larger hole next to that original hole. Unfortunately, TaxAct's filing software can't make taxes fun. But TaxAct can help you get them done. TaxAct, let's get them over with. And now. So we teased it. I'll show Eric break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Cry, Sports Center Update. The Cardinals are locking down one of their top infielders. The team signed utility man Tommy Edmond to a two-year deal worth about $16.5 million yesterday. The agreement allowed the Cardinals to avoid arbitration next month. Edmond got starts at shortstop, second in center field last season. 28-year-old hit 248 with 13 home runs, 47 RBIs, and 27 stolen bases in 137 games last season. The Blues will look to get a winning streak going. They visit the Calgary Flames to go see a Saddle Dome tonight. Blues are currently 22-20-2 on the season. Tonight's game starts at 8 o'clock. The Blackhawks can get the puck past Thatcher Demko during a 2-0 loss to the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. The Blackhawks now 14-31-2 on the season. They visit Seattle tomorrow. The Bears have found their new offensive coordinator. ESPN is reporting that the team hired Shane Waldron to call the plays on offense yesterday. The 44-year-old worked under Sean McVay with the Rams from 2017 till 2020. He spent the last three seasons as Seattle offensive coordinator. Waldron replaces Luke Getze, who was let go by the Bears earlier this, this month, and he likes to use wide receivers. Maybe a sign of where the Bears are going with that first draft pick. Chicago Cubs Hall of Famer has been diagnosed with cancer. Hall of Fame second baseman Ryan Sandberg announced on social media that he has begun treatment after being diagnosed with metastatic prostate cancer. The 64-year-old was a 10-time All-Star during 15 seasons for Chicago from 82 to 97. Sandberg served as manager of the Phillies from 2013 to 2015.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits, and uh, we'll see who the uh, Bears could potentially uh, pick at that number one pick and what they do with it. According to Mel Kuyper Jr., he has his first 1.0. Mock draft out. So first of like fourteen, right? Well, yeah, of course. And we're only here in January. We haven't even had the AFC NFC Championship game completed yet, but we got to have a mock draft. But you can hear that NFC AFC Championship game this Sunday on ninety nine. The game, of course. Yeah, we got coverage for you there of the final four mm-hmm. in the NFL. All right, uh, so here in uh, this uh, segment, we were here to talk about uh, the uh, Illini as we always talk about them on a Tuesday. And uh, we uh, talk about uh, the uh, W against uh, Rutgers there. I told you the other day that no problem with the Illini with Rutgers undefeated there at home against them. And uh, sure enough, I uh, ended up winning their 86 to uh, 63 was the uh, final score there as it, of course, so was a uh, ballot scoring effort uh, there. And we did get some uh, bench production, but that was mainly because uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, came off the uh, bench there as it was announced on a Friday uh, there that the uh, judge uh, granted an injunction ending his indefinite suspension by the university uh, there. So that mean, meant that he was active, and uh, Coach Underwood uh, said on a Saturday that uh, Shannon would not uh, start, but he would uh, get some uh, playing time. And uh, sure enough, uh, he did end up getting some playing time. And what did I tell you? He would get a standing ovation, and, and that's exactly uh, what happened there? It looked like an electric atmosphere there in uh, Champaign, and he comes off the bench and makes an immediate impact uh, there, assisting on those couple of dunks uh, with the uh, Coleman Hawkins, and including that alley oop. And then on uh, the next possession, uh, Coleman finished with a, a flush uh, there again as well. So uh, that's kind of where the bench production is there. So I don't want people to get too excited about, oh, look at this great bench production. Uh, that we have Terrence Shannon Jr. not going to be coming off the bench every single game. I would imagine he would be in the starting lineup uh, going forward, and he still ended up did playing 28 minutes, so he played starter minutes as far as I'm concerned there. Uh, but also uh, I thought that uh, Quincy Guerrier had a great game uh, there on a Sunday, had a couple of highlight reel uh, putbacks and a dunks, and uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. there had one on a breakaway uh, there as well. Uh, Guerrier had a 15 uh, points in the win and uh, Coleman Hawkins you know he didn't put up the points that he did against uh, Michigan but he still was kind of uh, there in all aspects there he had 12 points he had nine rebounds he assisted on four of them and he stole the ball five times for Coleman so I thought that he had a a good game one of the guys that kind of takes a backseat with Terry Shannon Jr. now back into the fold is Marcus Damask. As uh, they were talking about it on the broadcast as well. And they do it on the Big Ten Network. They always have Robbie Hummel uh, there. So uh, that kind of got under my skin a little bit. But uh, Marcus Damask, 12 points. Uh, and he was over for 2 from beyond the arc. Not a very efficient shooting, but... Uh, you know, one of those guys that's going to have to uh, accept the role with uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. now looking to be uh, back into the fold as I think the next sort of uh, time that he'll be uh, back and looked at in court or uh, in front of a, not really physically in front of a grand jury, but uh, will be in late February is the next uh, time anything significant will come out there in that uh, court case uh, there in uh, Kansas. And uh, when he came off the bench, he sparked a 21-5 run that the Illini uh, used to get in front of Rutgers uh, there. And I thought that it was impressive on a Sunday, doing what we need to do against the uh, Scarlet Knights. And also, uh, they weren't hitting from three-point range, but they were uh, going inside and looking for the points in the paint, and that's something that they struggled with in the loss against Maryland uh, there as they had 50 points in the uh, paint, so a big thumbs up uh, for that for the uh, Illini 
uh, there on a Sunday in what I think is a, a nice win uh, doing what you needed to do against the uh, Scarlet Knights uh, there. And you improve to a 14 and a 4 overall, and you slide into 5 and a 2 in the Big Ten. And that is good enough right now to be in a sole possession of a third place as you are right behind a Purdue by a game. And you're also, uh, well, actually that was half game there behind uh, Purdue with the uh, loss that they had also uh, one game behind. That's the one game behind there, the Badgers uh, there currently uh, for the Illini. And uh, they'll be back in action uh, tomorrow evening as they'll make the uh, short trip and they'll show Northwestern who really is Chicago's team. And another late tip-off there. 8 o'clock will be the tip-off for Northwestern and Illinois. And we'll have coverage starting here at 7 o'clock here on a 98.9, the game in Illinois, Northwestern tomorrow evening uh, there. And also, uh, the Atlanta covered on a Sunday as well. They ended up being favored by uh, 10.5 points uh, there as well. So uh, we all know good teams win, great teams cover, and that's exactly what they did uh, there. Uh, elsewhere in the top 25 uh, last night in a college basketball, North Carolina won against Wake Forest, 85-64. And Kansas won in the Big 12, of course, against uh, Big 12 foe Cincinnati, 74-69 was the final uh, there uh, last night. And the uh, new polls came out there yesterday, and the Illini uh, moved back into the 10th uh, uh, spot in the country so they move up four spots from their previous ranking because thanks to all that chaos uh, they're in the top 10 and that allows the Illini to jump back up there in the uh, top 10. Uh, UConn still number one uh, overall uh, there that didn't change uh, neither did uh, Purdue uh, changing things there as well. I thought maybe North Carolina might overtake uh, Purdue uh, but they didn't end up uh, doing that. They ended up uh, staying at two. Uh, North Carolina did move up one spot to number three. Uh, Houston comes in at number four. Basically, everybody moved up a spot. Uh, Tennessee moved up to five now. Kentucky moved up a couple of spots uh, with that loss the other night. Uh, Kansas fell to number seven. Uh, Auburn is now at number eight. They moved up five spots. Arizona, one spot ahead of Illinois there at number nine. Oklahoma right behind the Illini, rising up four spots. Duke with that loss the other night to Pitt. They fell to number 12. Uh, Wisconsin, and they lost the other night, so they fall a couple of spots to 13. Marquette moved back up three spots to 14. Baylor free falls there after that loss against Texas. They fall six spots to number 15. And Dayton shoots up to number 16. Creighton there at 17. Utah State dropping down. Two spots to 18. Memphis free falls from uh, nine spots. So they were in the top 10 no longer after losing. Uh, Texas Tech moves up five spots to 20. BYU falls a spot to 21. Uh, FAU holding there at number 22. Iowa State jumping up one. Colorado State moving up one. And New Mexico slides in the top 25. And TCU and Ole Miss drop out of the AP uh, rankings there, and if you're wondering on the coaches' side, the Illini are right behind you are right behind Wisconsin at a number ten uh, there. Also, we had some uh, future Illini news there yesterday, as this one was uh, looked at on some uh, beats for the Illini, as it looks like that uh, we have another in-house stud staying with the. Uh, hometown team, and that's uh, Jeremiah Fears. As it looks like he is uh, committed to Illinois, the uh, 2025 guard. He was rated as a four-star originally, but they switched up the uh, rankings there yesterday, and that turns out he's now a five-star classified in the ESPN rankings, and that's the first time. Uh, since the ESPN rankings came out that the Illini have landed a, a five-star, according to a ESPN, uh, there have landed other five-stars and other rankings uh, there. But uh, So Jeremiah uh, 
took to Instagram and announced his uh, commitment uh, there to uh, the Illini uh, there in 2025. And he's uh, plays in Joliet, plays for Joliet West uh, High School, and he's a top 35 player nationally according to a 24-7 uh, sports uh, rankings uh, there. So, uh, you know, that was one of the things that the Illini needed was a guard, and it looks like if he holds – he holds an in-state commit and uh, the guard of the future, uh, potentially uh, there staying in-house as well. And that's the kind of second biggest target that the uh, Illini have uh, gotten uh, recently uh, there with uh, that uh, Johnson Jr. Uh, committing uh, as well. He's the big fella there in Thornton, and he's kind of the post player. This fears is a guard. Uh, there, so there you go. Illini recruiting in a state there. Hopefully, he uh, sticks with that uh, for the 2025 class. Jeremiah Fierce, future Illini uh, there. So uh, that was an exciting announcement, and hey, it's a good time with, especially uh, with Terrence Shannon Jr. returning back to the fold. It's a good time to be an Illini fan uh, for sure. And at least on the uh, basketball side, we don't talk about football, right? Uh, even though I did just see that, I don't know if it was not announced before, but it uh, looks like that the Illini uh, will be hosting in the home opener. I'll be hosting EIU uh, next year in uh, football there in uh, Champaign. So uh, that's pretty cool to have uh, EIU going into uh, Champaign. Uh, there to uh, play the Illini. So uh, that's not going to happen. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important. Employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-384-1340. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. You should call in. Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-384-1340. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-384-1340. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Mike Greenberg. Greenberg. Here's what you're facing if you're them. You can either A, take the quarterback and thus have a rookie salary cap working on Caleb Williams, or B, sign Justin Fields for the Daniel Jones contract, and you trade away that first pick. You could get three ones and two twos and whatever it might be. And now you've got eight players on a rookie contract or whatever it is. You already have the good young offensive lineman you draft last year. You put Marvin Harrison out there opposite DJ Moore, and you get an offensive coach in there who has some idea which end zone it is we're trying to move the ball towards. Justin Fields is a star, and they've made him so bad. It's the gutsy decision. Because if Williams winds up being a star, then you get fired immediately. But I really genuinely think it would be the right call. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the original, not 2000. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that that is a worthy top ten movie right there. 
Yeah, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Only here on 98.9, which is a smidge a bit longer. And today, let's close out the show talking about a little about football. And that's the National Football League, of course. You can hear the championship games later on this weekend right here on our family of networks. Right here on 98.9. The uh, game, but we'll be talking about those games at a later date later in the week. But uh, let's uh, close out the Bears and also talking about what are they going to do in the uh, draft. And one of the things that uh, you turn to, you turn to one of the experts. And one of the experts is Mel Kuyper Jr. in the uh, draft. And everyone wants to know what he's got to say about the draft and wondering uh, what the Bears will do with that a number one pick. Well, uh, he has a number two of the uh, Commanders taking Jaden Daniels. So uh, he's off the board. So why did they pick Jalen Daniels? Well, the Patriots, uh, since uh, uh, Daniels was off the board, they picked Drake May, uh, the quarterback out of North Carolina there. And... In his first mock draft of the season, Mel Kuyper Jr. does indeed have the Chicago Bears selecting Caleb Williams as well. Of course, Mel Kuyper Jr. does not uh, dive into uh, trades or anything. Uh, he did have, if you listen to uh, some shows that he was on, he was with uh, Todd McShay and uh, their shows that they do. Uh, he did discuss that, obviously, they could potentially move on from a field and could potentially get a first-rounder uh, for fields, but uh, he doesn't deal with uh, trades in his mock drafts and whatnot. But uh, there you go. Chicago Bears fans, you are drafting Caleb Williams, according to uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. in his first mock draft. How we feeling uh, about uh, that? And really recently here, the uh, Bears also uh, made a, a move to potentially uh, planning on hiring uh, Shane Waldron uh, as their next offensive coordinator, a source told ESPN, uh, less than two weeks after the beginning of an extensive search that included interviews with nine candidates, but it looks like it will be a Shane uh, Waldron uh, there. So I don't really know what exactly that means for uh, Justin Fields, whether they're going to move on from him or uh, entering his fourth season, uh, entering his last season on that rookie uh, final guaranteed rookie deal uh, there with the uh, Bears. So uh, that's also going to be taken into a factor as well, not just his evaluation and performance on the field, uh, the business side with money uh, there as well. Uh, the fifth-year option for 2025, according to uh, some reports, uh, could be in the $20 million range, maybe $23 uh, million uh, potentially uh, there as well. And uh, Waldron, of course, his uh, resume, uh, he began in the NFL in New England under Bill Belichick in various capacities. And he was also uh, there with uh, Sean McVay in Washington and Los Angeles. And he spent the last three years with uh, Seattle under Coach Carroll uh, there. And, uh, of course, Carroll just exited out of there uh, there as well. So uh, it looks like that... Uh, got a new OC, and uh, he was there uh, guiding Russell Wilson towards the end of his tenure there, and, of course, uh, guiding Geno Smith as well. So, like I said, I'm not really sure about this uh, move, and I kind of feel like that's the same way uh, the fan base feels as well about uh, they're unsure. You know, usually if you guy got a an offensive guy and some other the names out there, you're like, okay, Maybe I can see the direction of what they're going in, but 
Uh, with this, there's no real clear direction one way or the other. He doesn't really have specifics of working with young quarterbacks or uh, with um, read option guys or, or whatnot. So you really can't uh, look at it one way or the other. Uh, they're hiring a new OC. But it looks like, according to Mel Kiper Jr., um, you're taking Caleb Williams there, and uh, with that, you're potentially moving on from uh, Justin Fields there. I'm going to have to say that I uh, have a thumbs down on that. Um, and then, you know, that's kind of why uh, Daniels is the number two pick. That was kind of maybe surprising. We thought potentially they'd go Drake May uh, there, but uh, Drake ends up sliding to a three there with the Pats. And uh, the uh, uh, fourth pick, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., slides down. Uh, there are two of the Arizona Cardinals uh, there. And, uh, hey, the Chargers could be looking for another offensive weapon for Justin Herbert in uh, this mock draft. At number five, Mel Kuyper has him selecting Brock Bowers, the tight end, out of Georgia uh, there. And then the receiver out of LSU is according, going to the Giants, according to Mel Kuyper. And the Bears would use their ninth pick on uh, Rome Aduzzi uh, from Washington, uh, there, I totally uh, butchered that. Uh, but you'll eventually learn his name if you do select him in. I have seen uh, some potential picks there uh, for uh, him to slide there to nine. And that's kind of the direction you would go if you... Interesting a few months that we're in for here and uh, Mel Kiber Jr.'s first mock draft as the Bears selecting a Caleb Williams at number one overall. And we'll see what happens there with that situation and uh, how the next few months uh, shake out and I'm sure it'll be going uh, back and forth on which direction you go but eventually you got to pick a direction and you got to go forward with clear eyes and love in your heart and one way or the other you got to go with it and uh, stick with it uh, there if it works out or not. All right, that will do it here for us on the show uh, on the Terrestrial Hour coming up here in overtime. Got some more stuff to uh, clean up on a Sports Center. Also, got this day in a sports history as well. And that's what's coming up. And enjoy some basketball tonight. Conference tournaments all over the place. We'll be back to recap it on a tomorrow's show. And enjoy the rest of your day. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Carlin versus Joe. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here flying solo for overtime today. So uh, we'll try to look to score first. Coming up, we got uh, some a look at uh, this date in uh, sports history. And also just got some other random news and uh, notes to uh, hit up on as well. All right, uh, let's uh, get to uh, some uh, sports center cleaning up uh, from uh, that. The uh, Tennessee Titans apparently have found their next head coach. It will be the first uh, career head coaching job. Callahan was one of the hottest coaching commodities on the market. Really? After spending the last five seasons in Cincinnati, when Zach Taylor became head coach, Callahan will replace Mike Vrabel, who went 55-45 and in Tennessee and a 2-3 and postseason record. He was fired after going 6-11 this year. The Panthers have hired their next general manager. Carolina promoted Dan Morgan to president of football operations slash general manager on Monday. The 45-year-old was the assistant general manager under uh, Scott Fryer, who was fired after the Panthers finished last in the NFL at 2-15 again. Morgan also has spent seven seasons as a linebacker for the Panthers after being taken in the first round of the 0-1 draft out of the U-Miami. He will also uh, B 
be the director of player personnel for the Buffalo Bills from 2018 to 2020 when Josh Allen was taken 7 overall in 2018. The Panthers are also expected to continue searching for a new head coach this week as well. The 49ers are sharing some positive news on the status of Debo Samuel. San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan said on Monday that the wide receiver didn't suffer another break in his left shoulder. Samuel has dealt with a microfracture in his shoulder earlier this season and missed a couple of games with that injury. The 20-year-old exited the first half of Saturday's divisional game against the Packers with a shoulder injury and didn't return to the game and heard also that it's going to be a 50-50 of on his status for this upcoming NFC Championship game. And finally, we have some baseball news as Aroldis Chapman has inked a deal. The Pittsburgh Pirates are adding a major piece to their bullpen. According to ESPN reports, Pittsburgh and left-handed reliever Aroldis Chapman are in agreement on a one-year deal worth $10.5 million. Chapman joins the Pirates after helping the Rangers win their first World Series title last year. The 35-year-old had a 2-25 ERA and six holds during nine games in the postseason. Chapman posted a 6-5 and five record and a 3.09 ERA with the Rangers and the Kansas City Royals last season. And that does it for Sport Center there. And uh, let's see on the side there on ESPN. I don't really see... Too much to uh, hit up on anything real, like groundbreaking or anything. Uh, Ugga X passed away. The all-time winningest mascot passed away. Uh, damn. Ugga, not Ugga. One of the most famous bulldogs of all. Ugga X, uh, who patrolled the sidelines for the most successful run in a Bulldogs football history. And that was announced just today and just this morning. He was 10 years old. Known as Q, the mascot officially became Ugga X in a collaring ceremony in 2015. During his tenure as mascot of Georgia, went 91-18, and 18, won two national titles, two SEC titles, and made seven six-year New Year's Six Bowl appearances. He will be remembered as Damn Good Dog. The Bulldogs Athletics posted on X today. So, Ugga X retired following the 2022 season, giving away to Boom. That's right. That was the name of the current iteration of Ugga there. And, of course, that was the same Bulldog. That was the same Ugga who almost got speared by uh, the Texas Longhorns mascot in the Sugar Bowl in a 2019. A Bevo almost speared him. <laughs> uh, they were trying to position for a uh, pregame photo op. Bevo charged in Ugga's direction and knocking down the medical metal barricade surrounding him and leading to a brief moment of chaos as Ugga scampered away. So not Bebo. His handlers quickly uh, corralled the 1,600-pound steer and secured him without any harm to Ugga or any nearby spectators. Once the situation uh, calmed down, the photo op happened after all with Bevo staying in his original position, facing the stands there. So, ah, man. The all-time winniest Ugga uh, passes away. Uh, there at the age of 10. So RIP to Ugga X, uh, RIP to Q uh, there uh, for Ugga. Man, that sucks. Uh, let's see. I have some of this date in uh, sports history here on January 23rd. On this date in 2008, number 25, Baylor, and number 18, a Texas A&M. Uh, Baylor scored 52 points, and Texas A&M scored 46 points in overtime, combined for a then-overtime record of 98 points during a five-overtime game. I thought that was nuts with Altamont and Tuscola going four overtimes. I can't imagine five uh, there, but we almost got it <laughs> there in that one. Uh, back on this date in 2013, a number one Duke lost by 27 points to a number 25 Miami, one of the largest losses by a number one team all time. 
uh, there. Only a trailing Houston and a St. John's there as the AP number one's team that lost by more. Houston lost against UCLA by 32 points. The St. John's got destroyed by Kentucky, 41 points uh, in that. And also in a 2015, a Clay Thompson breaks the record for most points in a quarter with 37. And then the league record for most field goals in a quarter. He went 13 for 13. And Clay is responsible for 37 of the Warriors' 41 third quarter points in that one. And my goodness, 13 for 13. That's when he was feeling it. He's on fire, to say the least. Mr. Clay Thompson there on this day in 2015 uh, there. So that is your look back and your this date in sports history. All right, so uh, that looks like uh, I don't think I see any breaking news here or have anything le- else left here on uh, Sports Center. So I think that uh, does it for uh, me today. And uh, let's see if I can get the computer to uh, cooperate with me to play the bed. There we go. That is good there. So, uh, all right, we'll leave it there, and we'll be back tomorrow to uh, recap everything and tell you about the schedule for Wednesday in the NTC tournament underway tonight. Looking forward to that. So, all right, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for downloading, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.